Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Getting used to lockdown now after a year. I'm actually thinking, I don't know if I want to socialise now. I'm only joking. But <laughs> it's going to be a bit of social anxiety of actually going out there again, isn't it? Yeah, everything in my calendar would be brunch. Gym, gym, brunch. That's it. That's yeah. the future. I'm, o- I'm okay with it. So this week, we're going to talk about marketing to parents. I want to start with a really good one, Boob Life by Tommy TP, which was created by Manifest. And I just want to say thanks to the team at Manifest for sending us more info. So what did you like about the Boob Life campaign? It just felt normal. All women do it who have kids in some way or other whether it's bottle feed or or boob feed and I I just think it just felt really realistic like to see all sorts of types of women ages ethnicities and and body shapes I don't know I just think it had that element of reality just felt like it was a turning point for how mothers are I guess profiled it was comprehensive so it had as you said it was it was diverse with characters but at the same time it was a comprehensive campaign so it was on social um so they had it on instagram and people liked it and then they've also done a really nice series build the milk which is like a six-part digital series and i've watched like two parts of it so far and i'm really enjoying it because it's just women talking about their experiences and what it's like i think the other thing i really like is you can tell that they've taken some really good insight and they've actually asked the consumers at first it was banned on youtube and then it was allowed to come back on youtube because it was labeled as education and then at one point it was banned on LinkedIn. Reality is for a lot of mums in this day and age, you do feel sometimes uncomfortable feeding in public or I've got friends that have been asked not to feed and obviously that's not legal, but it's a taboo that is the most natural thing that kind of happens, like babies need to be fed. And I think that's the fact it was pushed off those channels really reflects how, how women feel because I guess that whole marketing to parents, it is it becomes so much about the baby and this baby you've created and you're almost behind the scenes and I think it puts mothers like you know gives them a voice in that and you know talks about the the normality of it we talked a little bit before and we've shared like the the Nike Mother's Day ad and Nike's kind of positioning of of profiling pregnant women and women who still want to train and be fit when they're pregnant but people still getting it wrong like Nike had been well publicized for dropping a sponsorship deal of a pregnant athlete she pushed back and that's been changed but I think again as soon as like a woman becomes pregnant they change identity you just feel like suddenly you're redefined and I kind of feel like the marketing to parents does that a little bit and I think it's great where brands are changing and learning because yeah it is mad that that's only just happening now for a lot of things. Sometimes it can go the extreme so if you look at how alcohol is marketed to mothers you know mummy juice or wine o'clock mummy time out and you might listen to a podcast woman's hour last year and they were talking about how alcohol is marketed to women and I also read the book quit like a woman by Holly Whitaker and they were talking about how when she quit alcohol and she was thinking about how it's marketed and you think how are they talking to this group of people who are already going through so much they're almost sort of saying to them the only solution you have or the only respite you'll have is to go 
towards alcohol and I, I just worry about that yeah and, and even down to like the aesthetics about you know getting your body back your body snapping back you're almost driving an industry now where you feel like snap back and look a certain way so I think yeah brands need to be really careful and then there's the Maltesers ad but I think the thing I thought about with the Maltesers ad and you know the two mums at the bus stop was for Maltesers that was a progression thing because if you look at what they've been doing over the years they've challenged a lot of stereotypes so for them to get to that point it was already part of what they were doing the way they navigated it and the way they told that narrative around breastfeeding and maternal mental health and fit and just feeling like I'm fed up was just so genius I, I really like that one yeah it's a really really good one yeah and as we're on Mother's Day and Father's Day I would say the opt-out campaigns by people like Bloom and Wild or Moon Pig have been really good especially for people who've lost parents I, I really like those kind of campaigns and I think I wish more businesses would do them the more brands can normalize the fact that not everyone becomes a mother or some people want to and can't or some people have and lost I think that is becoming more accepted so this week we're joined by Clemmie Telford, an experienced creative director. Clemmie grew her Mother of All List blog about parenting and amassed a huge online community, which grew into the Honesty podcast and now her new but why podcast and forthcoming book of the same title, all of which has really shone a light on parenting and wider life from a very real perspective. Clemmie, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's always so weird when you have someone like play back your career to you, but yeah. Um, it feels really bizarre um, that in 2021 it's been such a talking point, but um, that Tommy Tippy advert, why do you think it was so refreshing? Do you know what? I was think- I've been mulling this and my first reaction is it didn't feel refreshing to me, but then I realised that that is because of the world that I exist in, where that is the conversation that we have, that is the things that we see day to day. And actually it didn't feel refreshing because that is the, my lived experience of normal life. But it is, it's crazy that more brands don't communicate like that. I, I mean, there's, there's a few that's touched on it. Boots did a, a similar kind of tone. And yeah, people have tried to do it, but it still feels like um, a rarity rather than the norm and it should be the other way around, shouldn't it? Yeah, and I just think, like, I guess in marketing and comms uh, world, we're still really missing a huge part of, like, normalising what it is to be a mother. Like, we have this ideal yeah. ideal perception that brands use, but we don't normalise, like, the reality as much, do we? This is, again, something that I think about myself. I think there's there's always a role for editorial. Like, I think in social and in all comms you can do imagery that is just beautiful and that we know is beautiful and that I'm looking at that because that's aesthetically pleasing or you do real life but we we end up in this kind of muddied land which is like a nod to real life but we still try and make it shiny and glossy and then you're in in neither and that's that's the most confusing if you're going to do it do it or don't pretend to do it and and talk as a brand from a kind of expert point of view but the the middle value where people look at it and go that just isn't what it's like but I mean my big rant on that from my experience in agencies and it was a big turning point in my own career is because the people marketing there's not enough women or, or indeed parents in the room at that point going hold up you know nobody loves parenting 24 7 so why would we show that so that's where the problem is I think it comes right back into what how families are treated within companies well if you haven't sworn under your breath repeatedly at your children with homeschool like are you even normal like the people who are like doing organic picnic lunches and how lovely oh. it is for their child at homeschool 
Oh my word, I mean, it's like, it's well said, but nobody had children to have them at home all the time. And you know what, the feeling is 100% mutual. They don't want to be around us all the time either. On your Honestly podcast um, and your new one, But Why? And also your, your new book, which is coming out quite soon, you've explored all manner of issues, but also you've built a really engaged audience over time. Do you think brands and maybe even some businesses that losing out because they're too scared to be frank and have honest conversations I'm a bit yes or no with this actually so I've just done a a really great campaign with a brand and they wanted me to talk about mental health which we we ran with and it went really well but they they wanted me to do that and then they asked me to put a trigger warning on it and I pushed back I was like either we're doing this or we're not we're not if I put a trigger warning on this one post I need to put a trigger warning on every single element of my feed because this is real life and then that's not how it it exists and I think there's a bit of again a bit of confusion from brands you don't have to jump on every political conversation that's going on at the moment actually you can just behave like a brand I I find it really uncomfortable unless there's a really good reason why you should be talking about an issue whether that be gender race sexuality you don't always need to join that conversation and then you find yourself in this it's no man's land if you and, and actually that applies as an influencer marketer or a brand marketer. If you've not got anything useful to add, don't add it because it's so noisy out there at the moment. So I think transparency and honesty are brilliant, but not for the sake of it. I think there's nothing worse than Sado, Sado honesty. And aren't we, aren't we yeah, down with being super frank? And unless you know that that, again, goes right from the ad right through into your boardroom because people people will sniff it out and then on the flip side how do brands actually communicate with their audiences in a way that reflects their real lives because I think often you'll see a brand will put out something or you'll you'll see an advert and you're just like who lives this life in in all honesty who who we've all been there we all are just like who lives this life who let this get out the door Again, I think it goes back to my first point of deciding which you're doing. Are you doing editorial? Are you doing a version of an artistic version of reality? Or are you doing reality? The swimming in the no man's land doesn't get you anywhere. And then, of course, now my specialism is like influencer marketing. The brands that do really well do a really good casting job. They understand what they want to say and they choose an influencer accordingly. And then once you've chosen them, let them do what they want to do. It's it's interesting for me sitting in a position of having been an agency creative and now being in this. And it's like when brands try and or um, clients try and talk to me as an influencer, as if I was in an agency, if you want to run an ad where you've got absolute control over, over everything, go and do that. But if you're going to go with an influencer, make the right decision and, and enjoy the fact that that enables you to talk in a slightly different way that it enables you to piggyback what they stand for and then you can authentically put your feelers out into different worlds but not in a way where you're suddenly trying to talk in a way that doesn't suit the brand you're enabling to come in through that kind of voice which is amazing and then your new book that's out in may but why you explore how we answer difficult questions that children ask us and i feel like my, well oh. i've been asked quite a few recently 
and it's such a broad spectrum that you cover and also you talk about having how we can be having those honest conversations ourselves and I guess it brings us back to that point around like social media and sort of keeping up appearances and potentially losing the ability to just celebrate honesty and reality and we were talking a little bit about this discourse yeah. online often it can be so black and white and actually life isn't like that so I, do you think we've lost that ability just to no. be a bit honest and real yeah I think so I mean part of that is because anything you do say now online becomes the absolute gospel you know that you will hang around your neck for eternity there is no tone of voice in there there is no nuance but what what I end up preaching in the book and I've learned over the last year if you don't know don't say anything or say that you don't know and how on earth can we decide what we think about things if we're just trying to absorb everybody else's opinion? Like, do the research, learn stuff, and then come off and and think. I think that's a bit that we're we're losing is is stopping and thinking and digesting it and applying it to your life, and then the art of conversation in real life, which of course over the last year, there hasn't been much real life, but I don't always need to have the big conversations in a public setting. I need to do it with people that I trust, who I feel safe with, who we can afford to be wrong with. And we've really got to learn to be yeah, more accepting of that. And I mean, my big learning from the whole book, I set out to answer these big questions for my children. And the more I learned, the less I knew. And that just continued. And I, I, I ended up knowing that I knew far less. But at the end of the day, we're preparing our kids for a world that we don't know what it looks like. You know, none of us knew what this year would have looked like. As kids, we couldn't have imagined the internet revolution. So all you can do is be prepared to encourage curiosity, conversation, honesty, and being prepared to keep learning. And and they actually become the answers in the end. Giving a massive spoiler there. Don't don't buy the book. (laughs) I've just told you. Well, thank you so much for today and really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact myself, Harriet, at comdoveracoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallsey. 